Hello and welcome to Games for After Dark episode 128. I am your host, Morrison, and I am joined by Lucy. Hi. Oh, wow, that came in loud on my microphone. Let me turn that down. <laughs> Surprise. Hi. <laughs> Uh, if you were dozing off, you are now certainly awake. Um, we're also awake. joined by Jean-Luc Seipke. I am proud to announce that uh, starting today, I've been invited to join the Xbox family. Oh, you're acquired. Yes, I've also been acquired. No, 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 just me specifically. Um, <laughs> it's been an honor working with well, you guys, but I'm moving on to you know, bigger and better things. Look forward to it. Did you see that story where Bobby Kotick was like, how do we sort this stuff out? Maybe we should buy a PC game or Kotaku. So you never know. Kotaku. Didn't they Didn't they make that Kotaku? They did make that. Maybe Phil Spencer's out there be like, wait, maybe we should buy... Uh, and then someone's gone GameSpot, and he's like, "No, Jean Luc Sapke from GameSpot." From GameSpot <laughs> specifically, um, yeah, yeah. And that was a great idea. And of course, we are joined by Jordan Ramey. Hey, uh, wishing that Microsoft and Xbox would pay back all of my debt and bills and things that I've my student loans. Over you. Yeah, mm-hmm. my Jordan, God. What, <laughs> what corporate entity would you most likely most like to be acquired by? That I would most likely want to be acquired by would most like to be acquired by. Like oh. which, which corporation? And what what is what want? is the entails of this acquisition? Like how you much do I them. have to do for this company? This is this is a loaded life. question. You work Tam. for them. You work for them. You carry you carry on doing what you're doing, but you have been acquired by this company. Well, I would then, say. I would say Xbox. It's got to be Xbox. Xbox. Oh, okay. Mm, yeah. I want to be in Phil's corner. I want I know, I would call Xbox now. Game Pass for the rest of my life. I was going to say, would, Game would... Pass really adds up. So, I mean, it's the best yeah. deal in gaming, obviously. Imagine, imagine turning on your Xbox up. one day and just seeing added to Game Pass, Jordan Ramey. It's just a picture. And of it's just my face. little icon. Just, <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> just dancing. You click into it and nothing actually happens. It's just like... Uh, no, no, no. I want you is to have NFTs? the... NFTs? Do you get... No, no, but do you get like the Major Nelson announcement tweet? Yeah, because there's different get... stages of it. You get you can either have like That's a prime true. time Major Nelson tweet, or you get one of the ones that he does at like 10 p.m. 10 p.m. Yeah. Where he tries to now, what sneak I want, out. I want is uh, an unboxing of Major where he's wearing the white gloves and he like oh. removes the lid gingerly and places it down, and then from within like a satin lined box pulls out a picture of Jordan Ramey's like headshot. Oh no, I want to be in the like, box, just like lying. Oh, you like, want to be in the box? Still, oh, very, very, very still. He, picks me up. he has to lift he, like, you up, like puts his hands yeah, under, you under your arms and like lifts you up. Yeah, as if you're like in some like anti gravity scenario. For some reason, yeah. like you're just very light, and people are like, "Is Jordan very light, or is the major very strong?" The mythos grows. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, anyways, uh, there you have it. Uh, Jordan coming to Game Pass one day. Um, okay. I looked at I looked at the uh, I looked at the uh, run sheet and for some reason my uh, mouse had scrolled down to listener questions and I was like wow how do we get there so fast all right wow. shows getting to the <laughs> end are we, uh, are we speed running this episode we're speed running this is a uh, podcast done quick welcome everyone um, <laughs> blindfolded edition let's get yeah blindfolded edition <laughs> let's get into what we've been doing playing watching seeing consuming uh, thinking about Jordan and John Luke you've got something common together that you've been doing mm-hmm. tell us about what it is do you want to go first jordan uh sure uh john luke has very graciously uh for the past couple of days uh helped me 
play Rainbow Six Extraction uh, for review, which is now live on GameSpot.com. Um, I mean, it is more Siege just in a PvE setting, which I really like. I like the loop that they kind of have established, um, but I also had two very cooperative teammates alongside John Luke. I also had Mark. And so we were able to kind of discuss the whole like pros and cons of like whether we should like keep pushing forward or extract or do any mm. of those things, which is like mm. really cool and compelling. And like the entire time I was doing it, I was like, man, doing this mm-hmm. with strangers would be terrible. Like, yeah, <laughs> the, the worst thing ever, like just kind of like piping up and like trying to admit like, hey, so I'm pretty weak. I'm like the weakest link here and I don't want to keep pushing. Let's extract now so everyone can keep their XP. Like, I don't want to say that out loud to people on Xbox Live. Like, Xbox does a lot of things right, but keeping <laughs> their game chat clean is not one of those things. Uh, it is absolutely the kind of game that I feel is going to be so dependent on who you play it with. I mean, because I actually really like the game's core loop. I think it's it's pretty fun, like, you know, because it... When you start off, you're so uh, not underpowered, but like underskilled. You don't understand how the game works. So like we were getting our mm-hmm. ass handed to us on the base difficulty, and then very quickly it was like, oh, we're learning. Let's bump it up to the harder difficulty. And then you know, there's this fun back and forth where it's like, oh my god, we lost our operators. We have to go back and save them because you literally will lose uh, progression if you like let them get captured and don't save them. And I was like, this is really fun when you have this same team that you're playing this game with from start to finish because it feels like this this narrative with with that I was having with like you and mark where it's like we're playing this game and we are like getting better as a team mm. you wouldn't have that at all if you're just playing with random people you know like you're just like I, that to me seems absolutely not interesting at all remember when just like on saturday we were like oh let's just quickly just like go through like uh, an incursion like in New York on the easiest difficulty and like you would go one way and I go another way and Mark would go the mm-hmm. other way and like we're not really even talking anymore we're just kind of like clearing out enemies and it's like oh yeah just do this and do this and do this and it's like wow we're not this is so mm-hmm. astronomically easy <laughs> now doing something not, that like that we were in sync right <laughs> we like we're, dri- we're drift we compatible now and <laughs> but I, I it's weird because I, I see the reaction to this game, which is that uh, people don't seem interested in it at all. Um, and I kind of get why, because I, I don't think this game would be that mm-hmm. compelling if you don't have that group of people. Uh, and also, I don't think it has like a great... I feel like you have to think, like nowadays, especially like Ubisoft games, because they kind of want you to think about it that way. You have to think about it in terms of like, what's the... What's the live service loop? Like, how am I going to play this game for 100 hours? And, like, I don't think this game has that. Like, we played it for 20 hours. Got about halfway through. I enjoyed, like, that 20 hours. Exactly. So, like, that's... (laughs) And I'm like, and now I'm done with the game, and it's like, cool. There are some people who are, like, going to grind out the other 15 levels of this progression track, and I'm happy for them. But I played my 20 hours, and I'm thrilled with what i think that's the wrong way to do it because we we got to that like end game content where you're doing the harder stuff and i was like oh this is like a cool twist on what we were doing earlier i'm not gonna do this more than once or twice i just had no interest like outside of like the accomplishment of like beating it and being like we did it we beat the hardest thing that's cool but 
I don't care about grinding my my rank or anything like that. And and you don't want that diamond colored helmet for <laughs> no eating no I don't <laughs> I super don't I really do not care. <laughs> but I think a lot of people are gonna look at that and be like, oh, there's not enough content. Like, all right, so like, uh. and it's like, yeah, I guess like if that's specifically what you're looking for, like it's not. You, I would understand why you'd be like, this game's not great for that, but. If you just think about it from like, well, I don't know, it's a budget game. It's only $40. It's free on Game Pass. I got a good 20 hours out of it, and then I stopped playing it and feel good. Like, I don't know. I think that's great. Like, that's a good that's a good time to me. Um, but you, you kind of have to yeah. think about it that way. Because, like, otherwise, like, I don't know. Like, yeah, I'm not going to play this game for longer than that. And I'm certainly not going to play it. Uh, I'm not going to, like, matchmake. And not play it with yeah. you know I mean, without my it, friends or anything like that. Yeah. yeah, I almost wonder if it's a UB problem. Like if they had just advertised it more as like, look, this is a game you can play for twenty, thirty hours, and you can just kind of be done with it. I think I'd have been way more excited going I think into Ubisoft it. Ubisoft has kind of trapped but, themselves because it's yeah. almost like it has to have those live hooks. That's like they've ingrained that, and I'm sure on some level, even at Ubisoft, they're like, you got to make this a. A, a recurrable loop because we have to have people going to the shop and we have to this needs to be a game that grows Rival over skins. time and it's like <laughs> it super doesn't mm -hmm. it can just be this game you play for 20 hours and have a good time with it and then stop so like i yeah. like, they've kind of almost set up the expectation that it's going to be more but like they, they they've kind of screwed themselves over i feel like almost in that regard but then like do you think the world has changed too much though that you know those type of games particularly from a company like ubisoft are too few and far between wow my voice is going i'm very emotional about live service games <laughs> <laughs> you mean like uh a game that isn't a live service game yeah but i mean i mean like every game that has like an element of online they want you to think you can keep playing in perpetuity yeah. wherein yeah. it's like i don't know gamers will be the gamers will be like oh there is no value in this because i'm not gonna um you know, I'm not going to be playing it forever. You know, why should I invest my time? Right, right. Which is sad. That's a sad mm. way to think. Yeah, it's like a uh, perception issue almost, right? It's it, And like I said, I think it's almost Ubisoft almost created that problem because like they want you to play their fault. games forever. Mm -hmm. So they set up this expectation that like our games are going to be live service games, even like Assassin's Creed. It's like, you'll yeah. play this game forever. We'll keep updating it. We just put out DLC for Odyssey. DLC <laughs> coming up next month. <laughs> Man, that's just Somehow a game. it's got that's just Ezio a whole in other it. game. Why is it even DLC at that point? I mean, what that Assassin's Creed Infinity is that that thing yeah. they're working on? That's supposed mm -hmm. to be like this like live service Assassin's Creed. Like that's what they're trying to do, and it kind of puts the game like Extraction in a weird spot where it's like it has those elements, but they're not great. So I understand why you would look at that and be like, "This is bad." But I'm also mm -hmm. like, it doesn't need it. It super doesn't need it. It can just be this game you can play. And stop playing it and be like, yep, I had a fun 20 hours, but now I'm done. And I'm going to move it on with my life. It feels like this year's uh, Outriders, like sure. a game oh that they could have turned into a very like, long-lived <laughs> live service. But like it's, it's not like a full 60-hour experience, kind of mm. like a 20, 30-hour mm. thing that you just get on Game Pass and you play it for like two weeks with your best buds yeah. and then afterwards you're like, I had a good time and you just uninstall it and you move on with your life. I'm like, we just need more games like that. We need more games like that. I gotta be fully honest. <laughs> Especially again, Game Pass. It's easy. Like, this isn't, this is such an easy win because it's so easy to convince your friends to download it 
is they have mm-hmm. Game Pass because you're like, all right, like let's just all play together. Um, it's got crossplay, uh, which is great, so you can play it like you know if you're on PC or whatever. So like, yeah, I if it, if it interests you, like I highly recommend it. It's a fun, cool like co-op, you know, tactical shooter experience. I think it does some interesting stuff by like combining the siege elements with a like a left for dead kind of thing and um i i enjoyed it um but uh yeah i mean at the end of the day it's also i I don't know if it's gonna like stick with me as this like amazing experience but it was like yeah i had a fun time when we played over the weekend it's not gonna be in your top 10 at the end of the year probably not unless it just turns out to be like a real (laughs) shit year um maybe it'll end up in there don't say that The no, it's paw it's weird. slowly curls. Oh, God, when you when you said like it all depends on who you're grouped up with, it reminds me of like playing Back for Blood, and you know we'd have a mm. a squad, and yeah. then like just the one would get filled in by a random person, and it would just never be the same. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, Siege in general is not my. I'm way too impatient for Siege, but I'm interested to see how I get on with Extraction, if at all. Because it is like a little mm. bit different. Sure. Back for Blood fell off real quick. Oh God, yeah. And I agree. Yeah. I yeah. wonder Absolutely. if this is another instance of people wanting a Left 4 Dead like game actually not showing up for the Left 4 Dead like games when they come out. Mm. Um, I mean, but... I liked Back for Blood, but just looking back on it, I'm like, yeah, it just kind of came and went, and it's like, mm. um, I don't know, it's like it did everything I wanted like on paper for like a left for dead three, but it didn't do anything more than that. So it was sort of like, Oh, I don't know. Like I actually think I like extraction more than I like back for blood because it is different. Yeah. It's doing things differently. And like the progression and the idea of like leveling up your operators and you can lose them and then you have to go get them back. And the interesting, you know, tactical options you have to do with the objectives. It is, I had a way more fun time playing extraction than I did back for blood. That's good to know. I'm excited to check it out. Um, I think I have it. <laughs> Not game, 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 pass. game Pass, you technically have it. Yeah, yeah. I do have Game Pass, but I only use it to experience Jordan Remy on Game Pass now. So um, that's, that's all. But yeah, I, I like the core gameplay of um, Siege, so I'm definitely willing to give it a try. Um, and like, yeah, I guess like not having the high, like kind of like uh, demands of Siege means that we can play it now with someone like Lucy, um, who's way more interested in that. Um, but yeah, we'll see how it goes. I want to give it a try. Yeah. Seems like fun. Um, Jordan, what else have you been playing? Uh, I have also been playing Nobody Saves the World, uh, which was also recently reviewed on GameSpot by Steve. Steve Watts did that one, I think, mm-hmm. I want to say. Yep. Uh, and uh, I'm about four and a half, five-ish hours in, and I I can see why Steve gave it a nine out of ten. I'm enjoying the hell out of it. It is. A game, like, exactly designed for someone like me who loves RPGs but hates that most RPGs involve some sort of grind to get better. Mm. And, like, Nobody Saves the World is just like, oh, yeah, our game is all about grinding, but we've made grinding fun um, by, like, just tying them to these little challenges. So, like, you're getting that little uh, dose of excitement and good vibes like on a near constant basis i'm like oh this is nice i 
I don't want to be the rat caught in the maze getting the cheese. I want to be the rat that's like just lazing in the corner and just being hand fed the cheese over and over and over again. Like that's my type of game. That's the reward system I want. And that's kind of what getting nobody the saves the world gives to me. <laughs> I was like, where's, where's this, this where's going? This obsession with cheese just hand me the cheese. I don't want to have to go look for it. I don't want to work for it. I just want the cheese to be handed to me. Wow, you have not only what's the, what's the quote? You have not only denied yourself <laughs> or whatever that game quote, the secular one. I, you I am... cheated the game, but you have cheated yourself. I'm not hungry for cheese, yeah. so this is what you've done. Yeah. Cheese is so good. Let's oh, let's just talk about cheese for the next five minutes. I, what's your favorite type of cheese? I enjoy a really oh, yeah. sharp, mature cheddar. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, exactly and I went to Trader Joe's the other day, and I bought my usual. And it's weak oh, as he- shit. And I was like, "What's this? It tastes like an, it tastes like an edam." Mm. You got to get the Cabot, the the foods of my people. The Vermont Ooh. sharp Cabot cheddar is Ooh. in the U.S. the best sharp cheddar you can get. It's extremely mm. good. Is-, is it sold at Trader Joe's? Uh, <laughs> it actually is. I'm pretty sure because I want to say at the Trader Joe's. I used oh. to get. Okay, I can go. Uh, to okay, some, I can do that. Cheddar. I can mess around with that. This episode of GameSpot After Dark is brought to you by Trader Joe's. Oh, that would be the if Vermont oh. if you Vermont Cabot, if you want to sponsor, I will sponsor your cheese. Yeah. We get little samples of cheese to like eat every episode. <gasps> oh yeah. my god, yes. I will rate your See, this oh, is, this is what I was saying. Oh, you could have you could have picked any company, Jordan, and you picked Microsoft. I would like to be purchased by Takis Fuegos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That like. is that is the company I'm going for. Okay, I would go for Cadbury's. British, mm. not this American shite that you pump out and pretend is Cadbury's. Mm. No, I would go for the I mean, real like, deal. If we're talking, yeah, if we're talking international, international, then there's many Bombay mix companies that I would oh. 100% oh sure. <laughs> did did anything to, ever to... come out of that? By the way, the cold fresh one. Yeah. No, no, they were unbelievable. They were, did you get ghosted? I mean, by like, Bombay, uh, no, no, I didn't get. I ghosted them. Like, wow, it was I, by accident. I just admitted it by accident on a podcast. By mm-hmm. accident, because like it happened, and then I had like life stuff happening, and I yeah, didn't have time true. to chase up this Bombay mix sponsorship. Also, like I didn't want to complicate my life by introducing a sponsorship when I was just trying to get a visa back into the country. Okay. <laughs> um, Hi, uh, my name's. Uh, Tomoko saying welcome to Games After Dark. This one's brought to you by Bombay Mix. Um, I almost yeah, said Bombay yeah. Bombay Sapphire, but that's a gin, mm-hmm. which I would, I would like not to be. be sponsored by. Uh, no, no, I would, I would love to be though. It. I'm open to it. Yeah, I've been playing Nobody Saves the Worlds also. Nobody Saves the World also, and um, it's weird because it is everything that Steve says it is, and it is everything good about uh, in the way that Jordan says it is, and I am done with it after about five hours. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> I, I played it, and I was like, this is good. I can see um, the hooks. It's got a very good loop. It's got some cool characters. Uh, like, you switch it forms, like, you mix between... You start off as this weird, like... Um, everyone in this game looks vaguely deranged is the way i describe it like everyone looks kind of off their nut a bit like you you can transform into a into an archer or a a ranger she looks like she's had some bad life experiences she's seen some Um, shit my my mum uses the phrase had a hard paper round 
Yes, exactly. Like bedraggled. You can transform into the into the mouse that Jordan mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Mouse looks like it's had a rough, a hard paper round. You can transform into a snail. Snail looks like it's on many drugs. Like everything is like it's like the the drink box style of everyone looks fucking in slightly <laughs> insane in this game, um, and it like really works for them. Um, and like I love it. Uh, and and like the the game, it also kind of reminds me of playing Binding of Isaac in a lot of ways. Mm. Not just because the snail literally fires tears at the other enemy at the enemies, and that's just like an Isaac thing. Um, but like it has that same kind of like dungeon crawly schmuppy kind of like uh, mm-hmm. loop that I really like. I I am up to like. And and the whole like micro missions where it's like, hey, you are playing as a snail. Do this ten things as a snail, or do this twenty things as a snail. Hey, you did it. You leveled up. Now you get a new ability as a snail. Now do it with another one. It's really compulsive, and I realize I just don't care about any of it. Like, mm. I played it and I was like, I like this. This is cool. I can. I have now in my mind played the entire game to its end point, and uh, I know exactly what it is, and I'm done. Um, like I don't think. The thing that the biggest downside of it that I can say is it's so smartly designed that I'm 99% sure there will be no surprises in it. And see, Tam likes the chase. He likes to go into the maze to get the cheese. He's not like me. Yeah. Like, I feel like this is a great game. And whether you stick with it is whether it really hits for you and it's your kind of game. For me, I st- I played with it enough to realize that I like it and I think it's very good and it's smartly designed and um, it's satisfying to play. But then I'm like, it's not my kind of game. Um, I don't actively get excited about sitting down to play this game where there's not really a major story or characters that I'm getting excited about or plot points or narrative arcs. It's one of those podcast-style games. Um, and I was like, okay, cool. So the difference, I'm also currently replaying or trying to get back into Returnal. Mm. And that is a very similar kind of thing. Like, that is a very similar kind of experience where it's like... Um, you know, really fun to play, uh, arcade style shooter. You're going in repeatedly doing dungeons and this kind of thing. And the difference between it, I'm more inclined to go back to Returnal, is there's the story elements that keep coming back, right? There's a mystery that's unfolding. And that is why I'm coming back to that game when it's very similar to Nobody Saves the World. Um, I think I ultimately will dip back in to Nobody Saves the World just to make sure... Um, not make sure, but like get a, a little more time into it so I can feel good about leaving it. Um, but I don't think I'm going to play it through to completion. Um, but having said that, if it wasn't clear, I know I've said it multiple times, but very well-made game. Yeah. Very, very Another well-made Another 20-ish game. hour game that's Ooh. available on Game Pass if you're just yeah. looking for something to play. Yeah, it's like on Game Pass, it's just like, it's a no-brainer. Give it a shot. Um, see if you get really like in super, super into it. Um, chances are you will either get really into it and play all the way through or you play it like it and then be like i'm good i'm satisfied after about five five hours or ten hours whatever it may be and then move on um and i was the latter um and i'm like trying to be better about being okay with that um i this year i don't want to be in a situation where i'm like yeah i kind of like i'm not excited about this game but i'm playing it through because that's my compulsion um and and yeah, uh, this is one of the first games I'm doing that with. So nobody saves the world. Real good game. Uh, not gonna finish it. Hmm. Um, yeah, Lucy, what you been up to? I haven't really been playing much. The only thing I've been playing is I finished Metal Gear Solid 
on stream. I started Metal Gear Solid 2, <laughs> um, loving it, but those control schemes are so specific. Um, like, you're not a fan of like the half X press you have to do. Th- there <laughs> just... isn't, there isn't like the the pressure ones. I, um, but it's 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 like remembering that you know you push up against the wall, you press left trigger to lean if you want oh, to, yeah. and then yeah. you know, and then you press X, <laughs> and then you press left bumper to lock on. It's like, oh, or you press right bumper to go into first person. It's like watching those games. I appreciate everyone who ever tunes into a stream that I do because it must be so frustrating to watch me just. <laughs> dick about I, with those I definitely controls. remember those games escalating and just compiling on mechanics to the point where like Snake Eater fantastic game it the control scheme gets kind of it's overwhelming yeah. at a point like oh, I remember God. that being such a big deal with 4 is that they like redid it all and they're like it's a we, we refreshed the whole thing and it like actually played like a proper video game that felt good um <laughs> well, I'm ex- I'm excited to get it. So that's that's the only real thing that I've been playing, except for Yakuza Like a Dragon. Um, I have instead, apparently, just been getting my money's worth from my HBO Max subscription. <laughs> um, like I we had the long weekend, and I I watched um caught up with a new season of Euphoria. Um, God, am I glad I'm not a kid or a teen now. I know it's obviously like dramatized for a show, but like always being online, always being, I don't know, they all just seem very mean and like there's all this, it's, it's very stressful. It's like, it's a great show, but it's very stressful. Um, but the two things I've really been enjoying are Station Eleven and Peacemaker. Um, Station Eleven, I didn't know anything about. Um, it's basically, you know, pandemic, uh, end of the world stuff. Um, but it follows a traveling troupe of actors and they're all Shakespearean actors. And it's got Mackenzie Davies, I think that's her name. She was in Black Mirror and Blade Runner. And um, it's basically, you know, it's multiple time periods. It kind of shows their life sort of just before the pandemic, as the pandemic was kicking off in the first hundred or so days. And then like 20 years in the future when they, the well-known they um like people love and flock to them but there's obviously like this dark undercurrent um i'm three episodes in on that it's wonderful i'm really enjoying it um but the thing that i've been watching that really caught me by surprise because i don't know what i didn't know what to make of it um but peacemaker the first three episodes released and i'm i didn't realize that john cena was so funny like i've seen what was it cock blockers or whatever that movie he was in um, just blockers, but I remember they used like the the chicken emoji. It's mm. really funny. It's really well done. I was sick of like the superhero trope stuff, um, but I really enjoyed Suicide Squad last year, and I'm really glad that I gave this a shot because it's. I mean, it's, isn't it like James Gunn wrote it because he got bored in quarantine or something ridiculous? <laughs> really? Yeah. Something like that. And Is that then the backstory, man. I wish I could just like pull creative genius out of my ass when i'm just bored i think it was something like you know he made suicide squad and then was like okay well i guess i got some time might just write a whole might fuck about and write a whole new series for hbo (laughs) um but no it's, it's really good like it's you know it's peacemaker basically trying to adjust to life but he's still basically on retainer um, as part of Task Force X, or at least under Walla, and 
he's just tasked with taking out these things called butterflies, but they're deliberately not telling him anything. And it's really funny because even though he's a kind of like gross man child, you still empathize with him. And he's very funny. Also, uh, the Terminator himself, Robert Patrick, I thought I was going to say Schwarzenegger. No, Robert Patrick, <laughs> the best one, the T-1000, um, plays his dad. Oh. And he's so good in it. He's terrifying. Um, and also yeah, his, there's his a, dad is a massive, like, wrong and racist, <laughs> sexist. Yeah. Like he plays, he's every kind of bad person. Yeah. Like he's, it's, it's awful, but yeah. also like it kind of puts into perspective why Peacemaker is the way he is. Yeah. Like his, his dad and his relationship with him is so well done because like, even though he knows and recognizes his dad is a piece of shit, he's like still trying to like please him and be like, mm -hmm. you know, I'm your only son. You love me, whatever. Uh, and also he has a pet eagle called Eagly. The thing that I think I love the most about it, though, is that, like, the opening title sequence is a complete dance number with the entire cast. And it's so Including weird. the bird. Including the bird. And it's so weird, but I've watched it every single time. And I'm, I'm genuinely, like, very excited mm. uh, to see more of it. So I've, just, I've genuinely, like, games-wise, maybe I'm just resting for February. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Which is wise. Which is, yeah, but instead, yeah. that's, yeah, my HBO Max subscription really doing the work. Yeah, I started Peacemaker as well, and it's very good. Mm. Um, it's it's very stupid, is what yeah. I like. It's like, it's a massive James Gunn energy, like, through and through, where he's just doing what he wants, and but doing it in a really elegant and considered mm. way, which I like. It's good. Um, worth checking out if you've got a HBO Max subscription. This episode is brought to you by HBO Max. Um, it's not available in the uh, UK yet, Cardi was saying. No. Good. That's his problem for living in the UK. Uh, Jean-Luc, you've also been playing Sam and Max Season 2 Remastered. What's going on with that? Yeah, uh, that was a game um was catching up on over the break, playing it with Georgia. Uh, did you guys ever play the old... I, I know I played the Sam and Max Season 1 remaster last year. Um, mm. They've been like doing them once a year. Did you guys ever play those original ones? No. I kind of have like this relationship where um, that was like... Sam and Max was like the game that put Telltale on the map before The Walking mm -hmm. Dead came out and put them on a much bigger, better, shinier are you, map. Are you meaning to say that the <laughs> Back to the Future games did not put them on the map? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't finish wow. that one. That was the one I didn't no. finish. Um, so I think there were Wallace and Gromit games that they made as well. There was a Wallace and Gromit game one. I didn't play those. No. Um, although shout out to the guy who did the voice of Marty McFly in those. Oh yeah, they games, were good because that was uh, yeah, seriously was impressive. Um, they did that awful Jurassic Park one. That was the one that was like, we need to pivot hard or we're going to die. And then they put <laughs> yeah. out one of the best games ever made. Uh, <laughs> so good for them, but. I basically, I was like a Telltale fan before like Telltale was like the the household name that it became. Like I used to uh, hang out on like their website and go to their forums. Um, it's like, you know, I play. Are you being a hipster about Telltale? I'm being, I'm being a hipster about wow. Telltale right now. I, wow. I have, um, I bought like the special, because Sam and Max season one and two mm. were uh, download only. Um back during like what i think it was like 2005 it was like very rare at the time it was ah oh, they were on that service there was like a 
It was like Game oh. Pass before Game Pass. Uh, Game Tap? I think it was called. <laughs> uh, really? Yeah. I just it was, got them on Steam. So. Yeah, so you eventually put them on Steam. I think Game Tap like, died halfway through Cinemax yeah. Season 2 or something like that. But uh, mm. yeah, like I bought like the limited edition boxes that you could get only from like their website and stuff. Um, all of this is to say I really like Sam and Max. So I was very excited <laughs> that they've been Aww. remastering them because I was like, oh, this is like a it's a part of their history and their their games that have kind of been like left left at the wayside. So I think it's kind of cool that um, this new studio, which I think is just made from a couple former Telltale people, uh, is like remastering and putting out the old uh, seasons. And uh, I was yeah. excited to show it to Georgia because I love Sam and Max. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, well, it is a comedy game, so is it going to hold up? Thankfully, it does hold up very well, and I think that's because uh, Sam and Max kind of has this like timeless, almost like uh, Gen Z chaotic energy to its humor and its situations mm-hmm. that I think can just kind of play uh, regardless of of like when you were, you know, w- when you play it. Um, in fact, like it feels almost like weirdly like more relevant because i think it it does kind of line up with some like gen z humor i discovered that there is actually a sam and max like tiktok um what? Like, community there's Amazing. like a community of like gen z kids who are like really in the sam and max tiktok uh and i was like good you know what good i'm glad i'm glad that this like weird obscure uh franchise that uh for the most part only like people in their like 30s love is like finding this life with the younger generation mm-hmm. so uh yeah that was just that was fun that was a lot of fun to revisit it and i was like really happy that georgia liked it um it's some good old classic uh point click adventure games three masters good clean fun some good clean fun um but yeah that's that's pretty much it um mm-hmm. i think oh you know what actually th- another one i played that's kind of interesting is i've been playing uh i've also been playing metal gear but I've been playing not Metal Gear Solid 2, mm. but Metal Gear 2 oh. Solid Snake, mm-hmm. which is uh, the second uh, MS- <laughs> MSX game, right? Tam's just shaking his head. Tam's just shaking Do you have feelings head. about Solid uh, Metal Gear 2? I, I don't think it's that good. Uh, maybe it's, I, like, I, mean, I don't I, think it's going to age. I like it. Very well. I like it quite a bit. It's not perfect i remember it being incredibly annoying to play there was something about it that i found very annoying there are some annoying (laughs) elements there is this um there's a swamp that they make you go through Mm -hmm. that basically you have to just like figure out how to like what's the right path of the swamp and they make you go through that swamp Uh. multiple times and it is very obnoxious yeah Uh, there's weird there is weird stuff like that so basically like metal gear solid 2 is essentially it's like in the same way that like Link to the Past and Ocarina of Time are kind of like the same game, but one's like 2D and one's 3D. It's sort of the same thing with like Metal Gear Solid and like Metal Gear 2. Like Metal Gear Solid is just like the same game, but in 3D with like a different story and and stuff. But like a lot of a lot of the ideas that were in Metal Gear Solid, like were actually straight up in Metal Gear 2. And I actually really, for the most part, enjoy it. It's it's a lot of fun. Like there's something about like taking uh the complex because lisa you were talking about how like complex metal gear solid is from like a control scheme and and i think that's what makes those games those later games interesting but uh metal gear Mm. 2 is like a stripped down version of that because it's 2d it's very simple but it's like very effective like the um the way you uh 
kind of just like very simple but easy stealth um the way you're kind of like kind of going through this uh this base and you're doing sort of this metroidvania like picking up new objects and stuff like that i find to be really fun <laughs> it's got those weird kojima isms where it's like this boss is called running man and his whole thing is that he runs really fast and that's the boss fight and you got to figure out and like each boss fight has a gimmick to it that's like okay i need to go find this very specific item so that i can go beat this boss you have to go like oh i need to go find the mines and then i can like lay mines down to trick running man into blowing Mm up uh i i'm i'm like shocked how much i like it um that's good i i I didn't play the original original metal gear because i heard that one was like way maybe too old and and definitely wouldn't hold up so i was like i'll just play two because that's the one that people always say they really like i mean if you're if you're doing okay with um the second game you shouldn't have too much difficulty with the first one yeah so it's worth if you like it you maybe should go back maybe i will go back but yeah i i for the most part really like it i think a lot of it actually holds up extremely well uh especially like the pixel art looks really good um i'm playing the version that was released on um the uh second disc for metal gear solid 3 so they like retranslated it and they redid the uh art um for the like codec call so they don't all just look like um celebrities they actually like gave them actual faces (laughs) so like snake actually looks like snake and big boss actually looks like big boss and not sean connery uh, which is hilarious. Oh my um, god! Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's pretty- I'm gonna look into that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. and they have like way better trans. Like some of the, I was looking up some of the translation differences, and some of them were just like, "What? What are you guys doing?" Like there was one that, oh, I forget what it was, but it was like really bad. It was like clearly like the translator just messed up horribly. Just gave up that day. Just gave up that day, and it was like, who, who let this? Who was your QA on this? How did this go through? <laughs> Yeah, but I, it's I, it's cool i like it it's fun it's it's kind of neat to go back and play like this old like 2d stealth game like you don't have games like that so like i, I mm-hmm. almost would want somebody to make like a modern day version of that like bring that legacy forward like what's like a 2d stealth I game i guarantee you there's an indie dev out there who has done this for you already mm-hmm. john luke they probably have uh and if anyone let knows of one let me know because i would i would actually <laughs> And like their entire tagline is like, did you it, like for these the most games part, back in the day? Because uh, we've just made a modern outs- day version. Outside of a couple of <laughs> annoying things like that swamp or the fact that, oh my God. Okay, so the worst thing is that you get a bunch of key cards, mm-hmm. but the key cards do not uh, uh, like stack. So it's like this door is unlocked by key card one. This door is unlocked by key card three. But you don't know which key card goes for which door by looking at it. So you basically go up to a door, open up your inventory, and you oh go through God. each Why? of the cards. <laughs> Why? And there's nine cards in the game. Oh, Eventually, my God. you can find items that consolidate them. So you can find like a red key card that consolidates one, two, and three, a blue that consolidates three and four, and so on. But even that's also optional. So I didn't even find that for a while. And like I've been playing with my brother. And he, we have a guide up in case we get stuck because we're just like not interested in and bang our heads against mm. it and he was like oh there's apparently a key card you can get that consolidate those and i was like god damn it i've been spending like half the game you're not selling me on this john luke i must it it is <laughs> good that's just like that's like the nitpicky <laughs> stuff but i think for the the actual like stealth and the it's really fun uh i i like it a lot mm-hmm. i'm i'm a big fan of it I, I feel like for the most part you could take it and it would release it today if you cleaned up those elements and released it today it would feel like a modern like indie pixel game i think it totally would like stand on its own in that regard 
um, if they just cleaned up some of those more annoying elements. Um, because, because yeah, I, it, mm-hmm. it's like the worst parts is when it just asks you to go through the same environments over and over, and it doesn't introduce like little shortcuts to kind of like bypass that stuff. Where it's like, okay, like because it feels like half the time they do have that, but then half the time they don't. So there's definitely like this one room that I just had to go a bunch of times, and it's like, okay. They really should have added like an alternate way to get through here after you do it the first time because I'm really sick of this like one environment. But other than that, it's quite good. Mm-hmm. I recommend it. Go play Metal Gear Two. Uh, available. I don't know. Um, get your copy of Subsistence mm-hmm. loaded into your <laughs> PS2. Uh, it it is actually on the HD the HD collection. Yeah. Um, oh, the one I way. have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you oh, actually right. can technically go I play those inside if you wanted. Metal Gear Solid 3. It is. Okay. So you, you pull up 3 and you go to Extras, and then they have Metal gotcha. Gear and then Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake. I tapped into, yeah, Google, right. uh, tapped into Google 2D stealth games like the original Metal Gear, and it gave me a Screen Rant article which says, Cyberpunk 2077, Ghost of Tsushima. Okay, so your first nope. mistake was nope. Horizon Zero nope. <laughs> the pro- No. No. <laughs> It's amazing how SEO has rendered the search engine Google shit at searching for things. It's mad, isn't it? <laughs> is, like, this, is this when like, we all go to Bing? You can't. If you type in a oh, phrase, instead GameSpot of giving you the answer, it's the like, dominant source of news on Bing. On, on Bing. <laughs> Bing has got the same somehow issues. I, I, no, Bing's like 10 times worse. I somehow yeah. ended up on Bing and... I was like, why Why am I not finding anything that I want? Yeah, Bing, and I was like, oh, I'm on Bing. Ugh, yeah, Bing gross. will take a look at your um, your search query and just give you something random instead. This is, it's, it's insane. It's yeah. Insane. It's just like, oh, you wanted to learn about Metal Gear Solid? How about we tell you how to make a muffin? It's like, all right. Mm, <laughs> I would like to learn how to Muffins make a muffin. Muffins are great. Yeah. I would love to yeah, make muffins. Not when you need to learn about Metal Gear Solid. Maybe a GameSpot after dark episode where we're just baking we something. We just have muffins. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, I, uh, I was just reminded from your Simon Max chat firstly for a question. What are you playing Simon Max on, by the way? Uh, I was playing it on Switch. Okay, I don't know. Uh, the Switch version. But I think I've, it's available on all platforms. I've never played Simon Max. So I'm like, maybe mm-hmm. I should try Simon Max. Um, but I did play my All of my experience with Simon Max comes from Poker Night and the Inventory. Do you remember that? Oh, I do, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Another fine Telltale game. That is a great game. That That is an idea that hasn't been returned to they made a second one right um they did it had the heavy from team fortress yeah and it had glados it had, in it as well it had glados as the dealer as the dealer i think right. sam was in it wow. um yeah mm. how, evil dead that fever how, dream of a memory how, slowly coming back to me oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. how has someone not made the smash brothers of poker games i i like, mean they were like working on it. it tam who would buy it i mean I, I mean us apparently the, those games also yeah the best way to experience those games is honestly you just like you you i think you could crank up like the frequency in which they have conversations yeah. and you just do that and then you just mm-hmm. set the game on autopilot because you're like i don't give a shit about this actual poker, poker yeah. game you just want to hear all the weird dialogue i think mm-hmm. you can find on youtube they recorded so lot, yeah. many so many conversations and a lot of them are really really funny I think there's mileage in creating a, like a very, very elaborate poker game with like different characters from around different properties and just drop. Who would you in. want to do it? Like who would? I think I mean, Telltale would be the Xbox, game right? developer because they own so many studios. <laughs> yeah, fucking <laughs> Captain Price playing uh, <laughs> poker yeah. with Senua and uh, Banjo Kazooie and 
<laughs> and uh, I don't know, a fucking Peggle. Wait, no, they don't want that, do they? I would love um, it if Sunny was a mean, character. No, that's she has, EA. Like, different oh, well, definitely. Yeah, like, her wet cards to play. <laughs> okay, well, Cortana's the dealer. Yeah, right? Cortana's the, yeah. Uh, yeah. Cortana's yeah, yeah. Cortana's the dealer. Cortana's the dealer. Yeah. I don't know. And then, all right, this is our. Sell this is, let's go. This is this is our feature for this podcast. We are creating uh, <laughs> a poker table <laughs> out of Activision, uh, out of Microsoft franchises. So we've got Cortana as the dealer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How many players in a standard poker match? It's I don't know. Let's say six. Isn't five. It? Six. Six. I let's say six. six. We need we need six characters. Okay. Like do you, now we come up with six characters. So uh, we've got Cortana as the dealer. Do you want Mr. Chef in uh, there? You don't want Mr. Chef playing. He doesn't talk that much, so he'd be shit at a poker table. He talks a little bit, but yeah. I, I If we're getting Cortana, I would say no. No to Mr. Chef. But on the other hand, if you've got a grunt in there, <gasps> oh, that would be pretty funny. Oh, a grunt would be really that would be funny. Good. Yeah. That I would, would be like good. That. Like, okay. I, I would like... Um, Cassidy from Overwatch, formerly oh, McCree. McCree, McCree's a great just, one. Just, oh. just for like, <laughs> yeah, because we've got we got options now. We got options now. I like Cassidy Deckard Kane from Diablo. Deckard Kane from Diablo. From Diablo. Why not just Diablo? Mm-hmm. Deckard Kane's uh, a good one. Any good Fable um, character that you could put in there? Oh, oh uh, what's his name? Um, the king? Uh, no, no. The uh, he's from two and he's in three as well. He's a total twat. Oh uh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, I forgot his name. Oh, uh, he's so good, and he's voiced by uh, I think he's voiced by like a well-known celebrity too. Like, is it Stephen yeah. Stephen Fry's one no. or John Cleese? I think it's John Cleese. I yeah. While you're figuring out who that character is, I would like to submit TJ Combo from Killer Instinct because he is always wearing a boxing glove, and that would be incredibly awkward to see this boxing man trying to handle mm-hmm. cards. So I'm adding TJ Combo in. Um. So we've got Cortana as the dealer, the grunt from a grunt from Halo, mm-hmm. Cassidy from Overwatch, Deckard Kane from Diablo, TJ Combo from uh, Killer Instinct, and Fable Man. How about we get a car from Forza Horizon? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Just an entire car at the table. But like there is a driver, but the driver has to get out but, of the car to play a hand every no. time. And then has to get <laughs> back in the car. does it have anime decals? Yeah, it's got to have side. anime decals. Or, or, or that's, the, that's the hook. You can choose the decals um, wait, before you be enter. Anime. Yeah, before you enter. So I think it has to be like a Hatsune Miku. Did you really yeah. forget how much stuff Xbox owns now? It's like it's arcane. Yeah. It's Bethesda. Well, no, if you if you would rare. like if you would like a uh, a primer, Kurt just did a video. Mm. <laughs> so please, did you guys see that, that article? Um, they were talking about like with Phil Spencer about like you know um, kind of what they want to do with like mm-hmm. Activision and something they brought up that was interesting was it's not just about Call of Duty. It's also about like the, IP. the hundreds yeah. of IPs that like mm-hmm. Activision owns, but hasn't done anything with yeah, that's for a, like years. That's a game pass goldmine. Like, yeah, that is like, they've just like, we've got so many franchises people are begging for. Um, okay. I'm not, I have my feelings about acquisitions. However, you know who has a gold mine of IPs that is just not doing anything with them and never will and uh, might as well Konami. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't get me started. Jinko, anyone? I've started. If Microsoft wants to buy Konami. No, I don't think anyone's going to be mad about no, that. No, it's got to be Sony. They've got to buy. I would say 
I mean, yeah, that's, that's the actual thing. Yeah. But as long as that, anyone that's how Sony. <laughs> and then they, that's g- they attempt to, to yeah. one up. Yeah, they give all of Konami's franchises to Bluepoint, and we're good to go. Easy. Well, and and, and then they go to Kojima and they say, "Here, we we're going to put PT yeah. back on on the PlayStation Store. We're giving yeah. Silent Hill to Kojima." Like, yeah, that would actually Hello, be Bluepoint. Th- You're th- not doing the power original. You're just doing remakes of all. <laughs> no, that's no, that's the thing. They can make <laughs> new games in those franchises. Like, you can make the new Castlevania. You can make the new Metal Gear. You can make the new. Uh, PT or whatever, Silent Hills. Um, yeah, we need one more character to join this poker table. Okay. Have you figured out what their name is? Four or five. Uh, no, I'm. St- I'm f- why am I having such a hard time? Is it, oh, it wasn't John oh, 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 Crash Bandicoot. Mm. No, he doesn't no, no, talk no. though. Uka Uka from Crash Bandicoot. Just the mask. Mm. Just the mask floating around. But that's the thing. That's no. That's the thing. Like he has I'm, the perfect poker face because he's literally a mask. Why wouldn't you say Tony Hawk? Um, <laughs> that would be hilarious. Tony Hawk like would be pretty good. Characters Tony Hawk, Tony yeah. Hawk. Tony Hawk would be good. Tony, Tony Hawk sitting next good. to a car and TJ combo, and just being like, "What the fuck?" Um. So here, I mean, at this point, most kids know Tony Hawk more from the video games yeah. than they do from that's real life. Depressing. So they would just be like, "Oh yeah, that's just a video game old. character, Tony Hawk." So in our new Poker Night, <laughs> yeah, in our new game, which is called Poker Night at Microsoft's inventory. Um, we have Cortana as the dealer. We've got a Grunt from Halo playing. We've got Cassidy from Overwatch playing. We've got Deckard Kane from Diablo playing. We've got TJ Combo from Killer Instinct playing. We've got a car from Forza Horizon playing. And a car. We've got somehow Tony Hawk is there too playing poker. I don't know. I just I think Tony Hawk would be down for it. I think like, it would be regardless. Well I don't it, think yeah. it's. He's, also, he I finally like figured it out. Uh, the character from Fable is named Reaver, and he is voiced by Stephen Fry. Oh, okay. Well, he's he, oh, he lost his spot to a car and Tony Hawk, so... That's okay. How does the car <laughs> hold okay. the cards? You hate to see it. Does it like no, it's, like there's windshield? a driver in the car. There's oh. a driver in the car. So, But the, pro- the, the mechanic is the driver has to return to the driving seat after every... Every so place. he has to oh, open the car happy. door, go you, to the table to play his hand, gonna... and then go all the way back to the car every... No, he Are they get, not going to the sneakily look at people's car? cards, though? No, no. The driver gets out of the car, walks to the table, plays plays the card, yeah. and then gets back in the car. Yeah. And it's close enough that people can still see through the windshield and see if they're doing the poker face. So... How do you do like interesting dialogue? Do you do like a bumblebee where you just like have them communicate through? No, like, the car the can only no, no, no. the car Wait, can, can only you... communicate using windscreen wipers, the uh, horn, and <laughs> and the uh, indicators. But depending on which com- you might have a comedy horn though, so yeah, yeah. you could be it okay. Is Forza. Yeah, there's yeah. some some uh, breaker fluid or whatever you could yeah, squirt yeah. out on. Or I was gonna say you use like the person who's always over the radio talking to you in Forza Horizon. True. Today in the Horizon uh, <laughs> Festival, we're playing poker and we've got a royal flush. Oh my god. Yeah. Now here's the Foo Fighters. You also do have access to music, so you could do the Bumblebee thing where you're like playing music to speak to everyone else. Um, the driver's got a Spotify hookup, so it's all good. Um, but yeah, there you have it. Please be excited for Poker Night at the Microsoft Inventory. <laughs> Uh, let's move on to listener questions. If you would like to send us an email, you can at afterdarkpodcast at gamespot.com or you can hit up me or Lucy to be added to our Discord. Uh, Lucy, can you read the first question which comes from Jeremy Biff? 
Oh, one of my favorite usernames, Jeremy Biff. Uh, hey, After Dark crew. Are you fans of comics and manga? What are some of your favorite comics, manga, and graphic novels? Tam, yeah. I'm looking at you. <laughs> I mean, comics and manga. Um, yeah. Manga, uh, recent stuff, Berserk, obviously, I've been going on about. Um, I think Monster's great. I think Death Note is a great one to get into. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, One Piece is going and will never end. And if you want to just immerse yourself into a, a, a fantasy world, that's a great one. Um, there's so many. Like, manga is like an all-consuming, mm-hmm. unknowable world. that it, it, There's every flavor of thing that you want exists. If you want a sports manga that exists. If you want a cooking manga that exists. If you want a... I don't know, whatever niche kink you have, there's a manga for it. <laughs> like, it exists. And uh, chances are, it's probably pretty decent. Mm. Like, um, yeah. But in terms of, like, comics, I'm I'm big into the Batman fan- f- fandom. Um, I'm, all, I'm more of a... When it comes to comics, I'm more DC than Marvel, um, which is interesting. I do read Marvel a lot, um, but my, my like, the, the characters I love and grew up really just being super into are specifically Batman and mm-hmm. and a little more like uh, I was into like um, uh, what do you call it uh, Green Lantern quite a bit and those kind of extended That's universes. weird I think I'm the exact same way like I think the only Marvel comics that I've read recently is like oh I read the Miles Morales comic and I mm-hmm. typically read Kamala Khan whenever she has a new comic and I think that's maybe it when it comes to Marvel and like everything else is like Oh, Batman, Green Lantern, yeah. Flash, I think also Superman. Like <laughs> DC is does a better job of having more like uh, one offs or like yeah. shots that are like you can just be like just read this. Like a Marvel, it's it's a yeah. absolute I think, nightmare yeah. to try and get into. I, like for Marvel side, I, I read X Men, I read uh, Spider Man, I read a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, Fantastic Four, I was reading a decent amount of for a while. The problem with comics, Marvel is perhaps a little more guilty of it than DC, but I think the thing that I hate most about comics is you can't read one thing without having to read a hundred things before it and a hundred things after it. And everything is an event that ties into itself and ten other things and it's setting up. And I think it is absolutely infuriating and one of the things that I dislike about the comics industry the most. Um, And like you can not read a comic for a month and when you come back, you don't just catch up on like four issues you because those four issues have created four of a series that you now have to yeah. need to think about and it's just like fucking stop annoying as shit i remember really trying to get into spider gwen back when that first started um, Impossible. and i was like all right let's Nothing go like luck. she had her own thing like like she was introduced in the like crossover thing but then it was like here's her own run and i'm like awesome perfect this is i i'm on the ground floor let's go i think she got like four or five issues in and then like at the end of the last issue it was just like Hey, uh, thanks for watching our. We're reading our run. We're done, and I was like, "What?" what? And I was like, and then it was like, "But don't if worry, Spider like Gwen's gonna be story? in all this yeah. other stuff." And I was like, I, "No, I just wanted to no. have a cool run with a character, and like ah." No, and then I was just like, ah, "I give yeah. up." I like, ah, yeah. That's the most infuriating part of it. It's like one ca- characters are some characters you can see clearly exist just to create new series, and most often than not, it's bad. Like. For example, on the DC side, talent only exists because they wanted more stuff in that Batman universe. And they were like, okay, we've got the Court of Owls. People are super into Court of Owls. Now let's mm-hmm. make this character. Mm-hmm. 
I just like, please stop. And the amount of please shit stop. new characters that appear <laughs> and like the amount of nonsense that happens, it really sucks. But like, I think the interesting, or not interesting, but one of the good ways to do it is find a creator that you're super into. Mm. Um, and you can usually That's find a good run. Yeah. Like if you, if you'd like Scott Snyder, for example, um, you can find that you can find his Batman run and then you can find some of the other stuff he's doing that is like, um, more contained and isn't as reliant on being like a multiverse thing um i think an easy a good way to do it on on the marvel side especially now is search out brian michael bendis like a lot of his stuff is um he he had his fingers in a lot of um uh marvel pies especially in the spider-man universe uh and you can usually um, and a lot of that stuff is he's no longer marvel exclusive he's pretty Mm -hmm. much everywhere but you can his stuff is usually wrapped up and if you want to go back in time like right now the best stuff to do is like if you want a clean start end point uh start point and end point is go back in time and find older stuff like especially if you're new to comics like find chris claremont stuff on x-men and like Mm -hmm. uh maybe even like find the jeff john stuff on um green lantern uh jeff john's perhaps i believe not 100 percent sure allegedly a bit of a wrong and so who knows um grant morrison's batman run yeah, Grant Morrison's Batman run is incredible, but also incredibly tricky to get the totality it's annoying. Of. I had yeah. to legit follow a guide to yeah. read stuff um, in order just to get through it. Yeah, uh, that's the unfortunate thing about Grant Morrison's run specifically. The easiest way I found yeah. when I was younger to 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 get the entire thing from start to finish was via incredibly illegal means, which I do not recommend condone. Or, um, <laughs> I but, like, just that's use the only illegal. So. That's, not that's just the illegal, only way. Incredibly like, That illegal. was the only way because some of that stuff was like, here's an issue in which one panel uh, Grant Morrison references from 18... 18- 70 or some shit like that where it's like yeah Yeah. there's a line which makes sense if you read it uh, like uh, this panel and like someone had basically put together a torrent of the everything you needed to read in order and i was like it's mad that that's the this is the only way that exists other than that you have to buy stuff and like there's stuff that even isn't on comicsology like i I don't know if the black case file is there now but like that was important to some of grant morrison's batman run and i remember years and years and years ago when i was doing it i couldn't find it there so i had to go physically out and find it someone on on ebay who had it and got it off there um but yeah, I think like looking for creators or characters, like find a character Sandman. that you're interested in. Yeah, Sandman's a great one. Um, yeah, that's Neil Gaiman. Um, like you can usually find a character that you're interested in and then Google like best best uh, like uh, arcs or trades or stories or must reads. And that's where you can do it. Like if you like um, Swamp Thing, just type in best Swamp Thing stories and you'll find someone's got like a good breakdown of these are the things that you should read. And then, like, keeping up to date week to week with comics is, is a, honestly, as someone who has done it and to a degree continues it, it's a fool's errand. Like, it's so expensive, it's stressful, it quickly gets out of control and spins off, and you kind of have to make it a, your main form of entertainment to a degree um, if you want to carry on doing that. Like, a lot of comic book fans are super immersed into the comic book worlds and you kind of have to there was a time where i was checking like the weeklies and seeing what was out and buying stuff and i was spending hundreds and hundreds of pounds on in a month to just to stay up to date and i thought about it and it was like 80 percent of those stories were mm. shit um so it was like not worth it uh, i think it's more economically viable and better use of time if you wait for things to runs to end and then people speak to people who are in the know to say is this a good run to read 
Mm. Um, and then you can say even like stuff like Miss Marvel. I think the first opening few runs of like um, uh, G Willow Wilson stuff and and like um, the uh, early establishing stuff around Kamala Khan is still the best stuff. Now it's less interesting for me, even as someone who cares mm-hmm. about that character a lot. But like that character was defined in that first run, so I would say if you're interested in picking up a Kamala Khan comic go to that stuff um if you wanted to try and do that now you'd find kamala khan in 10 different series in 10 different teams and you know doing insane shit constantly and it's mad but yeah mm, anyways you guys wild. can what do you guys have to think <laughs> and to say I've, I've, I've used up a lot of time and there. uh i say the only thing i would add uh lightning round in terms of manga uh for cute lesbian vibes the kasi-san series is excellent uh for very good drama mystery horror vibes uh the promise neverland don't bother with the anime you will be oh so my god yes i started reading is, <laughs> like just i, I started excellent. reading the manga specifically because of how fucking disappointing that second season yeah. was jordan it broke my goddamn heart it's so bad it's, it's just, so bad it's so bad i have never seen something that was simultaneously the best television i've ever watched to maybe the worst television i've ever watched oh, wow. within one fucking season like, know, not even game, of, took, game of thrones season game, eight. Of, game of thrones <laughs> took like four seasons before it started going True. to shit yeah. one season it took one season oh. and they threw it out the uh, window i will say uh, as a tip the shonen jump app is very very good for manga and it's so super cheap, cheap for a subscription yeah. Yeah. it's ridiculous. i cheap. almost canceled them because i thought they were about to jump into nfts when they made that no. No. i love that how like everyone was like oh and then like someone checked twitter like four hours later was like oh shit uh it's not nfts guys don't worry it's not nfts don't worry about it uh on 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 um on Shonen Jump, you can get like My Hero and that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. I recommend Chain- Chainsaw Man's really good. I really want to read. And Chainsaw also Man. Spy Spy Cross Spy X Spy Family, whatever you want to call it, um, which is a series about a a a family unit which includes an assassin, a spy, and a telepath, uh, mm. and it's like hijinks. Um, the other thing I I would um recommend is uh there's a lot of uh free apps um that do manga stuff um what's the one that uh the batman stuff is on jordan oh on uh webtoon uh webtoon webtoon and wayne yeah. family adventures yeah so webtoon really webtoon is a free app that you can get with a lot of like kind of um i don't know it's not fan created it started off being fan created but like people were just making stuff and putting it out there and this is like i think this is where one punch man was discovered it's where mob cycle 100 was discovered um or, mm. or apps like this but like a lot more companies are getting into it but you you'll find like some of the coolest stuff and it's not just like american japanese you get a lot of uh korean stuff in there you get a lot of um chinese stuff in there uh and like just content from around the world and there's so much free shit on there that is incredible like super super high quality super mm. super high lore olympus is on yeah, Web Lore 2. Olympus is on there. Solid yeah. series. If you like Hades, that video game, and you like, oh, I want a uh like underworld Greek mythology set romance from the perspective of Persephone, like, mm, 
It's really, really good. <laughs> yeah, and they have a DC partnered with them to do Batman Wayne Family Adventures, and it's basically the Bat Family, um, and it's just like a slice of life Batman story, and it's just it's Aww. not about Aww. superhero Nothing stuff. Happens. Nothing bad. That sounds and great. Yeah, it's really, really nice. And <laughs> Damian Wayne is Damian Wayne is black. A I think. menace. I, yeah. Yeah, it's I the, think he's black. Is he still a menace? Uh, like you, you read more comics menace, than yeah. I do, Tam. Okay, but good. I think this is the first time that people actually like acknowledge the fact that Damien would be dark skin because yeah. his mom. Yeah. Well, he's is, not black. He's uh, yeah, he's like Ar- Ar- Arabic, Middle Eastern. Or Middle Eastern have, like, yeah. really, they've never yeah. they they no, just no, made. No, him I don't think they've done any comics before. before. He's, he's, he's always had been, right. like his dad. He's always had the dominant genes. He's always like it always looks like there's there's one comic, and I think it is in Grant Morrison's run where there is a Damien Wayne. And he looks exactly like a young Tom Holland. It's really weird. And, <laughs> yeah. just, and I'm like, yeah. but Talia Al Ghul yeah. is really dark skinned. Uh, so like yeah. <laughs> Damien would also, in theory. <laughs> yeah, there's some there's some like um great, great show. Laura Olympus is on there, um, which I, I highly recommend as well. And um there's also like the app itself is really cool because it it has like a calendar where it's like monday tuesday wednesday here's the stuff coming out on this day and you can oh, set up cool. downloads and it's it's like very very cool and a lot of the stuff is like formatted to be vertically vertically scrolling oh. so <laughs> it's like designed to be Perfect really really cool yeah it's, it's ideal for cell phones um i used to like read it on on the underground a lot because like holding uh, one of the rails while also uh, reading, they I, I opened it now and um, there's there's some there's a I'm being told that I would like this series called High Class Homos, which I might, uh, I might give a give a look okay. to. I'm into. All right, but yeah, so I would say if you're looking to get into stuff, maybe try something like Webtoons. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of options on there. You'll find yeah. a lot of genre stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, so there is, I think that's a pretty thorough answer. Saga um, is also good and is coming back after hiatus. Yes. Um, and yes. yeah, if you want to do a complete run of something that is spectacular, Sandman. Sandman, yeah, yeah. 100%. Um, Jean-Luc, can you read the second question? Sure. This is from Rocket Scientist. So, you get invited to this ultra-secret castle, and then Sick. are told that you are a part of the Half-Life 3 team now. Oh, wow. Sick. Okay. What, what the is f- the first gameplay mechanic from nowadays games that you will implement into Half-Life 3? Oh, give Gordon Freeman a samurai sword and teach him how to parry. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, the crowbar parries. Yeah, the crowbar. You, there you go. Give, give, uh, give him crowbar parries. Like, split second. Give every enemy postures. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I would love to actually see them like evolve the crowbar mechanics into like like give me some like real like um like Chronicles of Riddick Butcher Bay like level of yeah. just like visceral crowbar I, melee fights. I, I was joking there mostly, but like an actual idea. I I think the insight mechanic from Bloodborne evolved in Half-Life would be really cool. Because Gordon Freeman is just normal white male scientist who has seen yeah. some absolutely insane shit. And he like needs they more should eyes. They, they should like they should make it so now Gordon Freeman is like starting to lose his mind a bit and seeing things like Ooh. the high like the insight mechanic, you know, it's like, oh, the more insight you have, the more you're able to peek behind the veil. Like, mm-hmm. have that happen to Gordon Freeman, where he's like, I'm seeing shit that you people wouldn't believe. I would take that, Tam, and I would tie it into like 
Disco Elysium's like mind cabinet oh. type thing where his <laughs> mind can like evolve and change depending on certain things. So you could make him really insightful <laughs> or you could make him into a very different <laughs> Freeman. I, I like the idea that Gordon would still not talk, but you can hear his like thoughts. mind cabinet his, yeah, like his, thoughts, yeah. <laughs> but he still doesn't talk. Yeah. And then finally, of course, the other one, you put him in a race cart, so it's like Mario Kart. Well, they already, I mean, you know, Half-Life episode <laughs> two, he had the, yeah, he had the buggy, speed. which is, yeah, the buggy. that buggy was very good. I would actually like to see them do more of that. Um, what about uh, a detective mode button? Ooh, if you like really, Batman vision. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. a Bat vision. <laughs> or like, or, or Joel from The Last of Us just listening good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, sure. Can you um, imagine having hearing so good that you can see people through walls? Like, that must be amazing. This is what I, I, I love I, the idea of Gordon Freeman using his detective vision and like it pops into the other mode, and somehow there's fucking Riddler question marks everywhere still. <laughs> and you're like, God damn it, how did you get here, Edward? I mean, no, you, you say that about like hearing so good that you can see through people's walls. You watched the Sekiro speedrun. My man was mm-hmm. using echolocation to beat That's bosses. Fair. It That's was fair. unbelievable. <laughs> so I, I think anything goes at this point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my legitimate answer would be a game engine that doesn't make me throw up with, because uh, I get queasy. Like Source Engine for me, it's just really. What is it about Source yeah. Engine that makes you? I don't know. I genuinely don't know. Like, like the I head bobble or the yeah, just something yeah. about the movement. There's, there's a, a weird bobble. kind of smoothness to it as well. That's mm-hmm. very strange. I think I got used to it. It, it initially did make me sick as well, but then I played mm-hmm. Counter Strike Source. I was gonna for say you played really so much long time. Yeah. yeah, and but like I remember the early days of because Counter Strike Source came out while I was in Pakistan. So like I played 1.6 like religiously and condition zero religiously i was like a super fiend for counter-strike i went to pakistan for like a month i came back while i was there they launched steam and launched counter-strike source (laughs) so i came back and my world was shaken i was like no what's going (laughs) on and like i started playing source (laughs) and like counter-strike source and it was like making me feel sick and i was like oh no i'm gonna not be able to play counter-strike but i got there eventually but i think it's the smoothness of it that was really weird yeah, I think that the smoothest, but also my worst ever VR experience um, was when a, a, my friend at the time who I was living with was a very early adopter of VR, and he had a D, uh, an Oculus Rift DK1, and he modded it to play Half-Life 2, and oh my god, it's the worst I've ever felt in VR. And so maybe, because I've obviously like played Portal and Half-Life 2 and everything, so maybe it's just yeah. like that instance of half-life 2 that has soured me <laughs> i mean but, yeah that's like a hack together uh yeah. not official thing but, but even mm. when i was playing portal 2 a couple of years ago and that's source 2 right it's not source 1 i was playing portal 2 a couple of years so. ago with uh, yes was on play for all i was playing with jake baldino and um at the end i was like okay thanks oh, yeah. thanks for Kill joining uh, i need to stop now <laughs> I mean, Portal is kind of weird anyway, because it's trippy, fucking weird physics. I was about to say, yeah, even without the engine, Portal's all about, like, flipping through at different angles and flying through the air upside down. Yeah. 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 Um, There you have it. Please be excited for our very strange Half-Life that we'll be developing inside (laughs) a castle for some reason. Um, Jordan, can you read the next question from Jay? Uh, Yes. Uh... 
do we think Microsoft are in this video game business for the long run or just dabbling? <laughs> this is an easy question to answer. I think at this point they might be here for a while. Uh, they might be. You can't. Yeah. You can't know for sure. But yeah, I mean, there's nothing is certain. But I think investing into a, the Xbox brand and like becoming one of the three big platform owners owners might. Could you um, imagine if like tomorrow, like Tencent announced, like by the way, we're buying Microsoft. <laughs> 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 all those developers now belong to us do not want um, nah T- thq nordic the the beast <laughs> continues to, to grow <laughs> yeah Shout out to Mark. Uh, atari purchases xbox <laughs> are atari oh, still doing nfts was it atari, uh, or oh, atari. Auction? someone was doing of NFTs. course i would not that doesn't surprise me at all they were getting I... into the hotel business <laughs> Uh, yeah, at this point, like Atari would put their logo on anything. Absolutely. Um, if it had a chance, if someone thought about spending some bucks on it. Anyways, thank you for listening to the Games Bar After Dark podcast. We are going to read some user reviews, Uh-oh. which we promised we'd do from last week. We have one from Captain Jack0908, who posted on Apple's uh, review uh, pages. Amazing! Exclamation mark. And then followed it up with one of my top podcasts that I listen to every week. Love the podcast, articles, and Twitch rooms from the staff. Thank you so much for all the content. I understand how much time and effort it requires. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much, Aww. Captain Jack zero nine zero eight. We appreciate it. If you oh, would like Tam, to submit, while we were waiting a, yeah? for you, we mm. we looked at the Spotify reviews. Turns out you can't write reviews on Spotify. All you have to do is just hit the five stars. Yeah, which just give us the five stars. Also value. So please do. Yeah. It does, yeah. So if you would like Thank to write you, a review, and can, you can go to the iTunes or your podcast service of choice, except for Spotify, where you can just hit five stars. Just hit five stars on all of them. You've got 128 episodes to hit five stars on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, If you did that, if just someone actually break. does that, if someone, if any of you out there actually hit 128 episodes worth of five stars, let us know. Because we will 100% shout that out. Can you do that? I thought it was just like per, is it just per, like I assume it, you could do that. I think oh my per- God. I know some podcast services you can actually rate in episodes. So, if you missed that, Lucy looked at this earlier, and since looking at it, our rating has gone down. We were four point eight, and now we're four point seven. Oh no, we've gone down a point. What the fuck? (laughs) Who is doing this? Who's who's out there? (laughs) 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 Anyways, if you can, please do review us. We'd love that. Um, In the meantime, Jean-Luc, where you at and what are you working on? Uh, You can find me at Jean-Luc Sepke on Twitter. I put up a Rainbow Six uh, tips video uh, earlier today which based on the traffic it's doing uh no one cares about that game um <laughs> but it's it's if you do care about that game i think those tips are pretty good uh they were uh done by the wonderful uh mark delaney who's our excellent uh guides editor um they put together some great tips so go check that out uh <laughs> mm. otherwise i don't know i'm just working on stuff in the background jordan uh, you can find me on Twitter at jmramay, or I guess on the Discord server being yelled at by Matt Elfring that I didn't mm-hmm. call him to DM for us in Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, I just finished up the review for Rainbow Six, and so now I'm just clocking away on the few previews that you can expect to see in the 
upcoming weeks. Nice. And Lucy? Uh, Work-wise, um, well, on my team, Kurt's done a couple of great videos. One of them with, with Dave, uh, getting an FBI guy, like an ex-FBI profiler to play L.A. Noir, which was very fun. You, you invited um, a cop into our house? That's what it sounds like. He's an ex-cop. He's an author okay. now. He's also, mm. like, very intimidating. Basically a mind hunter, which, you know, why else do you think I greenlit that video? <laughs> no. uh, We've seen a mind hunter good. in person. Well, he was fake. He was, he was outed as a fraud. He was an outed, an absolute fake. Very, what? Very, very quickly before we end the podcast, I'll tell this story about the time that Tam and I, and I'm literally wearing a last podcast on the left shirt right now, and despite the fact that tr- true crime is not as big in my life, there was a time where we were very, very into it, and we saw this talk that was being given by an ex-FBI profiler. He was British, but he worked with the FBI at Quantico. And he was like, oh, he was involved in, uh, he interviewed Charles Manson and John Wayne Gacy. Mm-hmm. And first of all, Tam and I went and we ended up going a week early. And so when we went to the pub, where it was also being held in a pub, it was mm-hmm. like, oh, hi, we're here to see the... Um, the the serial killer talk uh the guy was like what the fuck get out we came back a week later and the talk was really interesting the guy talked about his career and everything and then a few months later he got outed as a fraud 100 percent fraud made all that shit up he'd written books he'd done talks completely fraud like everything like did he not everything he the only thing that i think was true is that he did work for the british police but yeah. nothing about the quantico shit. But oh like this, this man had written um, books. He'd been brought in as like experts yeah. on different cases, and he's like oh he grifted hard. Yeah, uh, yeah, devastating. So, he was smart to be international. FBI doesn't yeah, give no a shit one's about what check. happens outside of uh, <laughs> our borders. No, no one's gonna check. Um, but no, so. Uh, doing that, we've got another episode of the Very Online Show, and you can find me on Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram at Lucy James Games. Thank you. Um, I am on Twitter at Tamor H. I'm currently working on uh, stuff. Please be excited by stuff. Uh, and then you can find me on Twitch uh, at Tamor H, where I stream regularly. And uh, yeah, let's let's chat. Did you let's say stream stuff. regularly? Yeah, stream regularly. Oh, I thought you said scream regularly. <laughs> oh, I do scream regularly as well. <laughs> Yesterday, I spent three hours screaming about Naruto tier lists and uh, created a, a, a the, the, the definitive Naruto tier list. And people are very upset at me on Twitter because the, the, the official tier maker account retweeted it. Um, mm. And now there is oh, a no. lot of anime. No. There's a lot of there's a lot of Naruto and Sasuke PFP people telling me that I've put them in the wrong place, and I'm just like I don't give a shit what you think because <laughs> you are all wrong. Of course, person who's got Naruto as their profile picture is gonna say Naruto is god tier, even though he's <laughs> absolutely not god tier. Yeah, get oh, a grip. Oh yeah, you've uh, you've got 31 retweets, uh, 115 responses. Yeah, this, uh, I'm getting I'm getting ratioed, but this is the thing that people don't realize. I am impervious to being ratioed. I am. You cannot ratio because I do not care about you or your thoughts about this. The guy um, who replied with "perfection is an illusion." 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> Some people have been replying like they're genuinely like you fell off, man. You fell off, and I'm just like, <laughs> I respected you, but now <laughs> I am. I am literally standing watching from a distance as anime nerds fight. Like there's a there's there's a Uchiha Shisui fan fighting with an Uchiha Sasuke fan in my mentions currently, and it is the best shit. And me, Cam's looking down I've, from his mountaintop at a bunch of people scrabbling in the dirt. Yeah. He's just laughing. <laughs> yeah, two two Uchiha fans fighting with me, absolute Chad Rock Lee fan at top being like good luck to you there was some really great responses there is why is naruto in there four times there is, <laughs> yeah. my, my favorite is cool explain please yeah <laughs> there's one guy who was like he wrote this whole tirade about how uh, uh wait let me find i'm gonna find it because it is i read it and i was very amused by it um let me find it real quick where are you where are you where are you it is like, well, this person was like, my, uh, was like, bro, the show is literally called Naruto. The entire show is his story arc. Every song in the show is his. Uh, he literally becomes a god. Put him where he belongs. I didn't follow his story for a decade and watch him go from <laughs> clown to god just for people to be disrespectful. And I replied, no. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I'm having a great time with that, uh, and that of course all began on Twitch.tv for slash more H. Um, yeah, uh, so see you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.